4: Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember you can email Jesse at jessekellyshow.com your love, your hate, your death threats, your ass doctor Jesse questions for Friday. I'm going to get to those calls in a second about the worst you've ever put your foot in your mouth. I did I did enjoy this one today. Black lives matters in a in a bit of hot water. And look, I have to tell you, I'm stunned. When I found out there was a violent, racist group of street communists who've admitted they're street communists on camera, when I found out you couldn't trust these people, I was blown away. I, was, well, I thought they were going to be on the up and up. I don't understand. I, don't, I even saw billboards around my area saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. I thought they were going to be on the up and up. Well, either way, they, uh, they're pretty crooked. And when you start a charity, see, here's the thing. You don't just get to say, hey, it's a charity. Like, I, I can't start a, an organization tomorrow dedicated to raising money so we can buy cannons around the office and then just say, "Up!" Oh, don't worry, guys, it's a charity. So you have to file a form called a 990 form to the IRS. And apparently... Black Lives Matter didn't know about it.
5: First of all, number one, I actually did not know what 990s were before all of this happened. (laughs) It's confusing. Uh, So (laughs) part of the opportunity here is to educate our folks. Like something's being weaponized against us that many people don't even know and honestly don't care about. I didn't know about them until they started asking us for them for COVID relief funds. (laughs) (laughs) I had to call the accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the accountant handled that. Like, I, I don't know what that is. Um, it it is such a trip now to hear the word the the the, the term nine nineties. I'm like, Ugh, it's like triggering. Um,
4: yeah, we know exactly what's going on here. Same thing that goes on when you catch your kids doing something bad. My kids are little battery thieves around the house. Just little sticky fingered thieves. And whenever I ask them, hey, uh, I had a little battery stash here. Uh, did you do anything? Batteries? Like. Like the kind you put in a remote control batteries? I don't understand what you mean. Of course, that's what they did. (laughs) All right. It's time. What's the worst you ever put your foot in your mouth? Talking to the opposite sex. Rich in Mississippi, go.
6: Hey, so I'm 19 years old. I joined the Air Force. And I went through a pretty rigorous training program. So I got to know a bunch of people, that kind of thing. So I get to my first duty station, and we're standing around at the end of the day, and we're all talking, and they're all getting to know me. You know, and I'm saying, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so? Oh, he went to this base, and this base, and that base, and this base. And I said, there was this one girl, you know? I said, God, she was just a horrible s***. And I said, whatever happened to her? Well, the girl happened to be sitting right next to me, says to me, I'm that girl. My (laughs) bathroom Busted out laughing and runs out of the room. I could have crawled under a rock. Oh. <laughs> she got married and changed her name and changed her hair color and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. Here I am, first day on the job at my new duty station. Oh. I'm the youngest guy in the room, oh. and I just oh, <laughs> killed it. <laughs>
4: and someone had married her. Hey, look, the rules are generally you never buy a rental, but what are you going to do? Johnny in Jersey, Go.
6: So I'm at a friend of mine's best friend.
4: Johnny, your phone sucks tonight. Fix that. Joe, me in Tennessee. Go.
6: I was coming home from work about a 12-hour workday, <laughs> and uh, my wife comes beep-bopping down the hallway, and, and she says, I was shopping today. I was like, great. You know, <laughs> good for you. So she says, I'm going to try on a dress that I bought. I'm like, great. Good for you.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Here
6: she comes, beep bopping down the hallway in this little dress, and she says, what do you think? I said, looks okay. You know, she said, but does it make me look fat? With zero hesitation, I looked at her, and I said, nope, you make you look fat. Oh, what? <laughs> Why would you say I, that? The biggest, because I'm an idiot, oh. and I forgot to do that small <laughs> Blame her. She was my first wife. <laughs> well, I can't believe
4: it didn't work out, brother. <laughs> Eric in Washington,
6: go. <laughs> so I'm still laughing about the last guy. I uh, so I worked in this office building, and there's 60, 65 women that worked there, and my uh, my direct boss was the CFO. So I spent a lot of time in the finance area, and all of a all of a sudden, one spring. Four or five ladies all got pregnant within, it seemed like about a month of each other. So you'd walk into the finance office, and they're all talking about their pregnancy. So I'm sitting in my CFO's office, and his secretary comes in, and I thought it was kind of odd, because she was, you know, mid-40s, but she had this beautiful baby bump on her. Oh. I looked at her with the most sincerity oh. in my voice, and I said, Valerie, congratulations. I didn't know you were pregnant as well. And my CFO's eyes got about the size of quarters, and she gave me a death stare from Satan. And she goes, I have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> and I have never taken for granted a woman maybe being pregnant or not since. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey,
4: who among us hasn't gone? to a little dirty Mexican taco truck for lunch and ended up regretting it the rest of the day. Joanne and Jersey, go.
6: Yeah, I was angry with my boyfriend, and we were kind of just sitting around, and my dog was nearby, and my dog got up and started rubbing against his leg.
5: And I said, well, at least somebody wants to have sex with you. Oh,
4: Joanne. uh, Guys. Family show. Family show. Big John in Spokane. Go.
6: Yeah, Jesse. Uh, me and the wife were, missus were beefing, and she was letting me know how insensitive I was about certain subjects. So I kind of got a little unhinged, and I told her, "Did someone so sensitive? You should have married a Q. Oh. And it went over just as well as you think it did. Oh, John!
4: Gosh. Troy and Houston, go.
6: I'm at a crowded bar in the 90s, and uh, shoulder to shoulder, this girl's coming towards me, and her eyes meet, and as she's slinking through the crowd, it looks like she doesn't have a right arm. And I kind of make a face at her, and she looks at me. She gets closer to me, and she goes, why did you make that face at me? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but the way you were coming through the crowd, it looked like you don't have a right arm. And she turns, and she doesn't have a right oh. arm because she was born without a right arm and I just went oh my I'm so I don't even know how to come back from can I buy you a drink (laughs) I I, I stood there and she started laughing and she had a good you know she was a good sport about it but yeah Yeah, that's good
4: she didn't have a right arm and then I'm assuming you left her there what Chris that's funny that's quiz. We can make jokes. That's funny. All right. All right. We'll, we'll come back to more of those. 877 What's the worst you ever put your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex? I did want to get to this from today, though. This is Jen Psaki because Joe Biden's out there again running his mouth, saying things you can't say as president of the United States of America, calling what Putin's doing genocide, Macron with France, of all people, stepped in and said, "Uh, hold on, that's, that's a little over the line. we got to be careful with that. Got to be careful. Saki was asked about it.
2: I think it's unlikely that, uh, that President Putin is moved, is, is going to decide not to participate in peace talks because of some words that came out of the n- mouth of the President of the United States. He's going to decide to participate them if it's in his interest.
4: Yeah. Um, look, we've had this talk before. It is time, I know people get mad, but I'm right. It is time for President Kamala Harris. And I understand, I get it, how horrible that will be. (laughs) Trust me, I understand. Listen, I know she's not great either, to put it mildly, but at least with Kamala Harris, we're just going to get awkward laughing, awkward silences, answers like this a lot
5: of people go to the store and don't feel that their wages are going as far as they want them to then they get mad at the gas station and you've talked about pandemic you've talked about supply chain and uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're still putting that anger with the administration mm-hmm. what do you say to them well first of all I acknowledge one must acknowledge um the prices are going up and that People are working hard and in many cases are worried about whether they can get through the end of the month and make it all work.
4: She's so bad, but she needs to be president. Joe Biden is going to get us into World War Three. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Then I'll get to more of these calls and some emails and everything else. And look, I had a conversation with a friend today and he is a psychiatrist for... Couples, for married couples. And we were just gabbing about things. And, and and he said to me, we were, we were, he said to me, "He Jesse, you know what's really weird? One of the most consistent themes that comes up is problems people have in their lives. Not just in their marriage, but in their lives with what he runs into is men getting weak and not knowing what to do about it. He said Test- testosterone levels are low. I've heard all the statistics, he said, but I actually see how it negatively affects everything. Fellas, your testosterone level dropping off a cliff is actually a national security issue at this point in time. We have to have a society of strong men. The guys at Choc C-H-O-Q, they're obsessed with it. They obsess on this. Again, these are all-natural supplements, U.S. manufacturing, a company of patriots that is obsessed with getting men right again in this country. They have a male vitality stack for sale right now. It's three different things. Again, all natural stuff, amazing stuff. I've been taking it for like six months. It is amazing. They have it 30% off. Male vitality stack. You have to go to Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q, C-H-O-Q, Chalk.com, and use the code JESSE, and that gets you 30% off. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessikellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to these calls about the worst that you ever put your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex. We've got to talk about Joe Biden again here real quick, though, because I have to wrap this up. I have to do a couple other things. Look, Jen Psaki was asked. About Joe Biden once again running his mouth, using words like genocide and then guys like Macron of France having to come out and say, ah, that's too far. We got to be careful. And she tried to blow it off.
2: I think it's unlikely that uh, that President Putin is moved, is is going to decide not to participate in peace talks because of some words that came out of the mouth of the president of the United States. He's going to decide to participate them if it's in his interest.
4: Yeah, this way of thinking is completely insane and naive. Everyone cares what the president of the United States of America says because he's the president of the United States of America. This thing that they're trying to do, and maybe I guess to some extent they've been successful, where they're just going to normalize these gigantic verbal screw-ups. Don't let them get away with that with you. It is a big deal that Joe Biden is constantly saying things That have potentially world-changing implications. Remember when he got up and and basically called for regime change? Said we got to get rid of this guy. Uh, If the United States of America takes an official policy of regime change against any nation, big or small, that's a big deal. That's not like you saying it. It's not like the guy who told his office worker she looked pregnant just last segment. When Joe Biden says it. It's a big deal with potentially nuclear implications. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. If you say something like that, it doesn't matter. If I say something like that, it doesn't matter. If the president of the United States of America has those mistakes, it matters. Different things matter depending on the job you have. They just do. If uh, these these two meatheads I work with, they have to be good at technology. They're always editing sound and video. And, and it, Michael works on my TV show too. Remember, I'm on TV every night, the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. If if they tried to get this job, it didn't matter if they were the hardest working, best dudes around. If they didn't understand how to work a computer. Brother, you got to go work somewhere else. Have a good time at Jiffy Lube. That's a good work. Good way to earn a living, but you ain't working here. You got to be able to work that stuff. When you're the president of the United States of America, you have to be able to give speeches without potentially altering the entire planet. It's a big deal. And don't convince yourself otherwise. It is time for President Kamala Harris before this guy gets us all killed. I know, look, hey, who knows more than me that she sucks, all right? She's always sucked, but it's time. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. what's the worst you've ever put your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex? Mike in Idaho, go.
6: Uh, I never say bad things about people. Mm-hmm. However, I was with a group of people, a group of mechanics and my foreman, and I mentioned something about one of the women being ugly. And everybody just mm-hmm. kind of broke up and left. And then somebody came back and told me it was the foreman's wife.
0: Oh.
6: That's not the end of it. About, uh, several months later or whatever, we had a new guy that was working with us. And we're talking about embarrassing things. And I mentioned that I just can't believe I did this. And I said what I said. And the new guy goes, that's my mother. <laughs> and I go, no, it's not. He goes, yes, it is, and he pulled her picture out of his wallet. Oh, no. I'm With that, so- I will leave. I'm
4: sorry, Mike. That one might be the winner. I called some woman ugly to her husband and her son. Oh, ouch. Jeremy
6: in St. Louis, go. My ex-wife is a diehard Democrat, and I definitely am not. I actually have a head on my shoulders. Hmm we were talking one day about social programs and how the government should give everybody everything. And I had enough of it. I was like, well, if you feel that way, maybe you should have married a Biden. Oh,
4: and how'd she take that? Jeremy.
6: Keyword: ex-wife.
4: <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> Steven in Pennsylvania. Go.
3: The first time I met my prospective in-laws was at their family picnic slash trap shoot. We're talking almost 100 people, and they are all armed. Mm. And I walk up to meet her mom for the first time. And she's talking, to, she's talking to my wife-to-be, and she says, weren't you cold last night? And my uncle-to-be says, how could she have been cold they only have one sleeping bag. Oh no. Did and I am I am literally 3 feet away with my hand out getting ready oh. to say it's so nice it's such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. How could how could she be cold? They only have one
0: sleeping
4: bag. Oh, I am so glad you are still alive my brother. Oh, that's so bad. Missy in Georgia go.
0: Well,
6: I'm a female that owns a lawn maintenance company. My sister and I own it together. And I had to take a piece of equipment into the shop. So I walk in, guys are all standing there, throw the weed eater down on the counter. Said, you got to do something to my hands. They say, what's wrong? And I said it backwards. So I'm going to say it the right way. I said my weed eater is vibrating, but I didn't say it that way. To keep it clean, you got to twist it the way I said it.
5: Oh,
4: yeah. I think I know exactly. Well. Oh, that's oh. Yeah. Thank, well, thank I you for. I'll call you guys tomorrow. <laughs> thank you for keeping it clean, Missy. By the way, eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. What's the worst you ever put your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex? All right, we're gonna get back to. Why do we fail? Why are we swimming? Upstream when it comes to corporate America. There's an angle with this we haven't thought of.
0: I'll tell you in a second.
4: Right Let's have, this is probably going to be a bit more of a harder talk than where we've been going all night. Cause of course it's been fun. And we're going to go back to your phone calls of the worst you've ever put your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex, but I, we have to acknowledge a reality here. And then I'm going to go a few different places with this and it's going to sound disconnected, but it's not. Do you remember, I've played it for you. I think two days in a row now, do you remember the audio of the college freshman? Tearing Brian Stelter apart and making him look like an idiot. In case you don't remember, it's a little bit long. Stay with me here. I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a point to make, and I need to tie it all together in the end. This is the college freshman and Brian Stelter.
2: My name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my questions for Mr. Stelter. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation. Uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jussie Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist. And they also smeared Nick Salmon as a white supremacist. And, yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative. Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN per, in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence? Or is there something else behind it? It's too bad. It's time for lunch. <laughs> uh, you have 30 and, seconds. No, I mean, right. there is a, a clock that says 30 seconds. But, but I think my honest
4: answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, But I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative. Okay, Brian Stelter's an idiot. That's kind of the point of it and not capable. But Brian Stelter has a major job in the media. I mean, let's set CNN aside for a moment. I know CNN's embarrassing. There's still one of the biggest cable news networks. And forget about your politics. Doesn't matter left, right, middle, whatever. If you're somebody who you want to do the news, you want to do cable news. If I was to hand you Brian Stelter's gig at CNN, you would think that you had died and gone to heaven. That's a big-time job. What are there, 20 of those? That's a top 20 or 30 media job in the country. And that boob has it. All right, pause on that for a minute. Pause on that for a minute. Uh, Alyssa Farah Griffin. She worked for Donald Trump. She was on The View today. And she had this exchange about AR-15s. Listen to this.
5: Would you Yesterday. agree and concede that no one needs uh, an AR-15 or uh, assault-style yeah. weapon across are, the board? Because well, hunters, not hunting, if you're a good hunter, I don't think you need to right. use right. that to shoot a
4: deer. So. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, yes, no one needs one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Pause on that. Pause on that one more second. So we have Brian Stelter's an idiot. We have a supposed Republican trying to, well, just basically giving ground to the harpies on The View. And then we have two different headlines here. This is the first one. Americans turn their back on Disney after the LGBTQ embrace. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans are upset with Disney's embrace of the LGBTQ movement and no longer want to do business with Mickey. And you know what Disney did in response to that? Disney... Added a lesbian scene to the new movie they're putting out. Okay, so Brian Stelter is an idiot and he has a major job at CNN. Alyssa Farah Griffin can't even defend the Second Amendment. Yes, she's sitting there on The View. 70% of American parents don't like the perverted filth coming out at Disney. And yet Disney is continuing forward. Apparently they're picking up steam. What do all these things have in common? I had a conversation with a friend of mine once, and he's a very, very sharp guy, and we were talking actually about the NBA. He's a really, really, really big NBA fan. It's actually Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock and I were talking about the NBA. He's a big NBA fan, and we were talking about the NBA's stances and how unpopular they were with the, the large percentage of Americans. All the Black Lives Matter stuff, the endless politicking, these are not popular positions to take with Americans. The ratings are going down or they're stagnant. You're not grabbing new generations of young people, which is what these sports leagues need to survive. And so I, p- I posed the question to him. I said, well, okay, even if you believe all this craziness, aren't you going to go broke if you keep alienating half the country? And here's what he said, and it's what I'm going to tell you now. He said, no, you don't understand. All these companies now, all of them, They're all globalist companies, all of them. They all rely on either directly or indirectly gobs of international money. And so they can operate freely within the borders of the United States of America. They can work against the United States of America and turn off the majority of the United States of America and still keep their jobs and oftentimes get promoted. Stephen Colbert. You, you know who Stephen Colbert is? Probably not. You don't watch. No one else does. If, if I was to tell... If you're a comedian, you're probably not. But if you're a comedian... There are goals for comedians. You know, you want big specials. You want to make a bunch of money. You want to to perform in Madison Square Garden. These these are normal goals for a comedian. But really, honestly, one of the main goals of comedians is to get one of the late night comedy gigs like the one Johnny Carson had, Jay Leno, David Letterman, these kind of things. Why? Because it's just stupid money for half the work. These guys don't work a lot. They make 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year. That's what these guys make, right? It's professional athlete money. Stephen Colbert currently has one of those jobs. He's not funny in the least. What, Chris, would you look up? He makes 15 million a year. I told you. Yeah. Not funny in the least. He has one of the most coveted jobs in comedy, and he's not funny and not entertaining. And I said to a buddy, hey, How in the world can you keep Stephen Colbert in that spot? Everyone wants this spot. He's not performing. He's not doing good. You got to wash him out, right, and get some talent in there. You can't. And again, it was the same answer. He's a loyal servant to the regime, and there's enough international money flowing through. He doesn't have to perform. And I want to move office now because, honestly, it is disheartening. It is. When when we say things like we've got to take this away from them, we got to take that away. We got to be better about this, and then you find out even if we even if we do, it might not be enough. We gotta we got a tough road to hoe, as the saying goes. Matt in Alabama, go.
6: Jesse, she was my list man, absolutely gorgeous, long red hair. When I first saw her, I fell in love with her.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: I had to meet her, and I did, and we just clicked. I mean, we were inseparable. But one night, we were out with her childhood best friend, and her friend mentions, "Hey, why don't y'all take this to the next level?" And I said, "Well, I just don't want to ruin what we have now." And I absolutely did.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, my brother. Did you move on and find somebody? You know, she's a redhead. You would have ended up dead anyway.
6: Well, if you want to to make matters worse. This is just my personality. Uh, we graduated from college, and she moved away. And she tells me, you have no idea how many times I wanted you to just grab me, hug me, and kiss me. And so that night I did, and I never heard from her again.
2: Oh, oh no. Awful,
6: dude. Oh, oh it's no. It's absolutely awful. <laughs>
4: oh, keep your chin up, man. Oh, that hurts. 877 oh. 377 What's the worst You ever stuck your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex? However bad it is, it won't be as stupid as what Joy Behar said, and I'm going to play that for you here in just a second before we get to that. (laughs) You heard what they're saying about inflation, obviously. You heard how seriously they're taking inflation. Again, this is Janet Yellen, not involved in climate.
5: The recent IPCC reports confirm that our window of opportunity to leave our planet worthy of our children and our grandchildren is even closer to being permanently shut. We must redouble our efforts to decarbonize our economy.
4: That lady's with the Treasury. Does she sound interested in making sure the value of your dollar stays high? Call Oxford Gold Group today and get some gold delivered to your front door. I'm not telling you to do anything anything radical, anything crazy, anything that puts you in a bind, and I never would. Get some gold delivered to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford, Jesse told you to call, and they will take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby.
0: The Jesse Kelly
4: Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can email me your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Doctor Jesse questions. All are welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to get to your calls here in just a second. And yes, I realized I promised you I was going to tell you how the sausage gets made with the Liz Cheney fundraising thing. Give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes because I might need to. What, Chris? I need to set the table. I have to. You know what? You know what? All right. Chris just made me feel bad. Forget you, Chris. I'm doing it right now. Right. That's how good I am at keeping promises. Then we'll get back to the phone calls. I'm good at keeping promises, Chris. We're doing it now. All right, the email was, I read it from earlier in the show. Someone wrote in about Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney's that scumbag. She's currently running for re-election in Wyoming. Wyoming is a blood-red state, as you can imagine. It's wonderful. And she has primary opponents. But Liz Cheney is, she's raising millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And people are worried she's going to get re-elected. Well, hold on. She might get reelected. She has multiple opponents and they might end up splitting the vote. That certainly might happen. But as far as the money goes, this applies to you. Trust me, you may not know it unless you're involved in politics in your area. You probably don't know it. But what I'm about to tell you is true and a lot of people don't realize it the political money in your area. Let's call it republican money. This I'm sure it applies the same thing for democrats, but I'm just going to let's call it republican money. You think because it comes from all these different donors that there are a bunch of different directions where it comes. But that's not actually totally true. You see, the thing about I I I don't want to speak for women here so I'm going to I'm going to stick with men. The thing about men is this. Men Men love projects. I mean, I'm sure women do too, but men love projects. A good project. Whatever project you're whether it's sometimes a project could be a book, some maybe he puts together model airplanes, maybe it's woodworking, whatever the case may be, but men love to get involved in things. They love to get involved in things and feel a sense of adventure and accomplishment. And part of that, when it comes to Republican men is when they get some money, if they get, if you get get some rich Republican men involved, They want to start getting involved in politics. And there are different reasons for this. But having run for Congress twice, you're going to have to take my word on this. Yes, many of them just genuinely believe what you believe and what I believe, and they're in it for the cause. There's no question about it. But there's another part of it. I knew a guy. I'm not going to elaborate on the details. Very wealthy man. Um, No, he's not a friend of mine, but very wealthy man. And one of his claims to fame was George W. Bush. When he was president, he had George W. Bush on speed dial. And when he called George W. Bush, George W. Bush picked up the phone. Men love that kind of access to power. It's okay, And I'm not even judging him for it. That's kind of cool, right? Hey, hang on. You'd like to show off with your buddies? Hey, hang on. I'm going to get the Prez on the line. So what's that have to do with fundraising and Liz Cheney? Just stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Because men love access to power, but they don't always love to put in the work if it's a hobby. Sometimes they rely on other people. Meaning if you have, let's say you have a group of 50. I'm making up a number. 50 Republican rich guys in your area, wherever it is. And these guys are major donors, major Republican donors. They stroke big checks to candidates. You may say to yourself, yeah, I bet all these guys sit down and go through the issues page and meet all the candidates and decide who they want to elect. Ah, not necessarily. You see, they don't really want to get that involved. So there's generally one or two in any given area, big time donors, bundlers is what we call them because they bundle the donations in and really they just tell all the other rich guys where to donate. It's not as if they're in charge. They're just the only one who cares enough to get involved, and they're the one who picks the candidate. So instead of those 50 rich guys all doing their own research where they can figure out who to donate to, instead you get one guy and they all just have to call him, Hey, Bob, uh, who are we donating to this year? It's a crowded field. Well, those guys who tend to be the decision makers... They oftentimes are the rhinos, the establishment rhinos you hate. And a lot of that comes with, again, they don't want to be outsiders. They want to be involved, and they want to feel like insiders. You're craving the outsider who's going to go in and shake up D.C. I'm craving the outsider who's going to go in and shake up D.C. These guys don't want to be outsiders. They want to go golfing with the president. They want Senator Jerkwater on speed dial. These guys want to be invited to the next congressional retreat where they'll hang out with congressmen and senators. And so lots of the big money in any given area flows directly to the most establishment loser candidates there are. The same thing happened to me. I've told the story a hundred times. I'm not going to go into it again right now. Maybe I'll do it later on this month or something like that. I was the outsider. I had a and claw to raise any buck. And I think by this point, I'd raised like 300 grand in like six months. I'd been going at it forever. The establishment picked some state senator they wanted and ran him. They threw him a fundraiser and he raised over $500,000 on the first night. How that happened? Did everyone get involved and decided he was best for the country? No. Those one or two big bundlers called everyone and say, Head, and said, Hey, Bob, Shirley, uh, this Friday, I need you to be out at my mansion. Bring a big check. Uh, we, got, we got our guy we're going to support for Congress this year. And they all said, Oh, okay, cool. And they all showed up at a big fancy black tie affair party. And that guy walked away with gobs of money. Now, I don't know if that makes you feel better, but... That is why Liz Cheney raises so much money. Plus, she's a Cheney. Keep in mind how wired in that family is politically. She's going to outraise anyone she runs against. Will that be enough? I don't know. We're going to find out. All right. We have a whole other hour. I'm going to get to emails. I still have to make fun of Joy Behar, and we're still going to get back to your phone calls. I'm going to do that next. What's the worst, worst? You ever stuck your foot in your mouth with the opposite sex?
6: 877
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo,
0: and the coldness of Michael.